Hey everyone, if you've been enjoying Straight Talk with Storm, I just want to let you know that this podcast is easily created with quite a friendly learning curve on Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. It is also distributed to many, many podcast hosting channels via Anchor. I can't suggest it more. I personally enjoy it. And thanks so much to Exotic Vivian over at T as in Tom, S as in Sam, E as in Elephant, G as in Glue podcast, which can also be found via Anchor, Spotify, and all other means. But yeah, Anchor.fm is great for all your podcasting needs. You should get on it. Hello, this is Seductive Storm and welcome to my podcast. I hope you'll enjoy it from time to time. It'll just be me talking to you on topics and other times I'll have co-hosts or people that I'm interviewing. So get ready for some real talk with Storm. Camera, as I am also visually recording this particular episode, um, because I think this is an important one. I used to have this on my blog a while back, and it's still a hot topic, as it should be, and I completely understand that. But we're going to discuss it a little more. For those of you who will be able to see this video. Yes, my hair is looking wild this morning. I don't care. Um, (laughs) I'm normally not even morning person. But I just wanted to do this real quick. So let's get into it. Uh, Podcast listeners and video viewers. Today's topic is the topic we all get stuck on. Uh, about ads saying no AA for those of you who are confused that means african-american I think everyone knows that I'm an african-american female so hopefully you know that I don't really have any issues per se with black men on a whole Um, I will say that I do have some requirements and more specific rules for the black gentleman that I choose to spend my time with. I also uh, would like to say that in my personal life, I love them. In my personal life, I adore black men. Um, I actually, in my personal life, adore all types of gentlemen, but my most significant, long-lasting, and the majority of my relationships have been with African-American men. Now, sometimes when you're meeting people on a personal level, you get to know them differently and a little better than you do um, if it were in a, you know, an escort-client relationship. So it makes things a little different. This is going to be an unpopular opinion. Um, But again, 
I'm black and I'm saying it. Um, I'm not a racist and I'm not a racist against my own kind, definitely. Like I said, most of my personal life relationships are with black gentlemen. But here's the real hard, cold facts. And I've discussed this with another um, gentleman podcaster. He has the 99 Problems But A Pod Ain't One podcast and can be found on Twitter as at AthleteBurner. Um, that the behavior, unfortunately, of so many of the black men that we as companions do come in contact with is one of the main reasons why so many of us say this. Even other companions and providers like to jump down our throats and make it seem as though you're being a racist if you exclude certain groups of people. I can tell you that there's nothing racist about it for me, especially as a black woman. It's about the headache of it all. A lot of black men, a lot of black people in general and households, depending on what generation they were raised up in, um, were strongly thought, were strongly taught that certain people are not worthy of their respect. Let me educate those of you who have not grown up as a black person. The black community just recently started really accepting and still has a long way to go. Transgender people and homosexual people and even bisexual people. I'm bisexual and uh, it was a hard road in the beginning of that just as recently as eh, 17 years ago um, when I finally let the world know, so to speak. Um, black men used to, in high school, uh, I was in high school in the 80s, make fun of um, black male and treat poorly black girls who performed oral sex. Um, They'd let you do it, but then they'd tell everybody you did it. And then the rest of your black community made fun of you and called you a nasty horse slut. Didn't hear that if you're a white girl. Um, but if you as a black woman did it, because we're held supposedly to some super standard of what a woman has to be, then you got dragged. Um, so, and we're definitely taught, whether for pay or not for pay, that a black woman who is sexually promiscuous, and this is all women really, we just get it the worst. Male society, no matter the race, thinks that a woman who is sexually open is not worthy or is less worthy than what they deem to be good moral standard. By the way, I have excellent moral standard. Um, me just doing what I want with my body doesn't take that away. But you bring all these attitudes to the table and you get the same energy. I don't know why the light keeps blinking in here like this. It's weird. Um, you get the same energy that gay men used to get in the black community would faggot this and faggot that. And I hate that term. Again, I'm bisexual. 
I've never had an issue with anyone's sexuality. Um, but in Maryland, where I'm from, they used to beat up gay gentlemen and do all kinds of things to them. Um, I saw a horrific experience when I was 19 and was the only person to stand up for the gay gentleman's behalf with the police. Everybody else just didn't even want to get involved. And I've never been that kind of person. If I see something wrong, I'm going to get involved. But the upbringing and the way that people are taught to be so hard-edged when they're children growing up in a black household carries over. Now, black men are also taught in a black household that they better respect women. Don't put your hands on women. Don't do this. Don't do that. Even though a lot of our music and movies now have led them to think that it is acceptable when it really never should be unless a woman is really threatening you bodily harm. By all means, if a woman's got a knife or a gun on you and she's about to kill you, even if she's female, she's earned the ass whipping then. And a lot of people who are unreasonable might not like me saying that either. But if one of my sons is in true harm's way <laughs> and some crazy woman who's obsessed, stalking, or just won't allow him to leave when he's trying to end a relationship, poses him true bodily harm and threat, he has my permission to defend himself. And we used to tell them just to push and walk away, but sometimes that's not possible. My son had my son has a five-year-old daughter and her mother has done him bodily harm before. And so it got to a point where he had to defend himself. Um, I normally am not okay with that. And he normally would have never done that. But um, the whole family on both sides knows that she's a bit of a loose cannon and she has done some nutty things to him. Um, but back on topic, because of how they're taught, and I've seen it myself in my community, and I've seen it myself as a provider, they often come through the phone disrespectful as hell to women who are sexually open as companions. Now, um, black men are the only men I know who come through the phone saying crazy shit like, let me not say the only men I know, cause I don't wanna do that. That's not fair and I'm fair. They make up the majority. There might be a 15% ratio of white and other races that come through my phone and my emails disrespectful as hell. Usually when the white gentlemen do it, <clears throat> it's because they've gotten angry that you're screening or they've gotten angry that you're black and they can't lowball you on the rate. Or they're just being a dick and they were trolling and they were never going to see you anyway and they just sent you a hateful, insulting email. Does happen. But I will say it's only about 15% of the contact I have with them. With black gentlemen, the initial, and they could have read your site, 
They could have seen your rates on Twitter. They could have watched you on the internet forever and know your rates and what you're going to put up with and what you're not. And yet they will still come through your phone or your email with what's up quick. Or they'll come through with 60 with a question mark. Or they'll come through with what's that mouth do? I hate that expression so much unless I'm joking amongst friends. Or they'll come through with um, just very explicit, graphic, disrespectful contact on their first contact. And then when you're polite and you try to redirect, because I get that a lot of them, especially depending on the generation they grew up in, really think that's okay. It's like they've been conditioned to think it's okay. So... I'll say something like, I don't see gentlemen who speak to me that way. Uh, this light is tripping. I'm like, is there a spirit trying to talk to me? Um, but yeah, they'll be like, um, just so over the top. Uh, or the, uh, Now, all gentlemen are guilty of this. All gentlemen are guilty of this. Hey guys, all races, stop sending dick shots. If we didn't request it, don't send it. And most of us are not going to ask you for it. It's like, I don't think you all get your, your dick is the least important part of meeting you as a companion. So stop sending it. That's the least important thing we care about. But yes, um, and then if you... So we're talking about redirecting them and how rude some of them become. Then you really find the crazy because then a lot of black gentlemen, y'all can get mad if you want, but it's the truth. Bitch, you ain't nothing but a hoe. You know what I'm saying? I can, like, I ain't got to respect you. You a hoe. You out here selling, selling your pussy for money, bitch. That kind of thing. Again. All races of gentlemen can become angry and ridiculous when you as a woman stand forward and say, no, these are my rules. But I find that it goes really far left and hits the highest point of disrespect when speaking to me when it's black gentlemen. So because of that, I do not have a no AA rule because I realize there are some really good black clients too. There are. There are some really good ones. But I found, for instance, I came to Atlanta from Baltimore 11 years ago. In Baltimore, once in a, uh, I started getting annoyed by some of the black clients' behavior, but not nearly like it is here in Atlanta. See, in Baltimore, even the drug dealer on the corner knows how to turn that off. Like they can they can change character just like we as companions change character. So they you you get what I'm talking about. They'll hold the door open for you. <clears throat> They'll walk you to your car. They'll say how you doing today, Miss. No, true. There's some ignorant ones back home in the north too. But for the most part, it's different. In the south, I think everyone really thinks they're in a hip hop video or on BET all the time hate to say that but I find it to be true and they really really 
carry over the misogyny of hip hop culture into meeting companions. By the way, I'm a hip hop junkie. I'm never putting down hip hop. Hip hop hit main hit the streets when I was in third grade. So I've grown up with hip hop. I love it. But I will admit some of its messages are horrible. I love the music, but yeah, some of the messages in it are not the greatest. Um, but you know, some of the stories of growing up in the urban community aren't the greatest. And so I get where the experiences and the content come from. So I will give it that. Um, but I want black men to understand and I want other providers who are accusing other providers of being racist because they don't want to see AA that it's really not that simple. It's not that black and white. Usually there are reasons for it. Um, again, I'm black and I have my reasons for having very particular rules for the black men that I see. And I'm going to get into those shortly. But my advice to any black AA gentleman listening is the following. If you want to change the perception of how the escort community views you, sees you, and treats you, I would strongly, strongly, strongly suggest talking to your friends. Um, I think some of the males on Twitter have a great way of trying to educate the rest of their black client community because I think that's where it starts. When you contact us, think of it like a job interview because we're screening you, we're talking to you, we're trying to get a feel for you regardless of what our screening procedure is individually. So come professional and mannerly the same way you would if you were talking to your attorney or your doctor. You have to stop treating this like we're not professionals and like this isn't a job. And you have to remember, all women deserve to be treated with manners until they do something to disrespect you. And if no one's done anything to disrespect you, then you shouldn't be disrespectful. I assume most of you, now I know some of you black gentlemen might, but I would assume most of you would not approach a young lady who is not a sex worker the same way or with the same explicit, horrible first communication that you do strippers, escorts, etc., or girls <laughs> just in your community that you've heard are, to use an old lady term, loose and easy. I hate those terms. Actually, we're sexually empowered. We're not loose or easy. Um, if it were that easy, you wouldn't be mad because you couldn't get us. But Stop doing things like sending these horrible text messages because first impressions are lasting ones. If you come through my phone with, what's up with the head? What that mouth do? What's up, hope? 60 with a question mark. What specials you got today? When you clearly saw my ad and my website, that's how you got my contact information to begin with. Respect our boundaries and more of us will be more open to seeing you. As for my own rules for black clients, 
um, they're posted on my website. Yes, I really posted them on my website. My significant other, by the way, is a black man. He's also a black man who I met 11 years ago as a client. Love him dearly. Um, we had an interesting love story, but eventually that's just what it became, love. Um, and he, he told me that he himself found it a little bit offensive. He was like, because um, all men of all races can be bad, why not just explain the type of man you'll see in general? Well, I feel like I already did that on my etiquette section. But because of the exasperating behavior over and over again of the black gentleman in Atlanta, I felt like I needed to be more clear for my black clients. So here we go. I won't see a black man who is under the age of 35 unless, see it's not an absolute, unless he's military or in college or in an internship or he follows directions extremely well, sends his screen and information, and is very polite when talking to me. At which point, I'm willing to meet you if you are over 21 years of age, depending on your maturity level. <clears throat> I will not see a black man who presents to me, unless for whatever reason there's some redeeming quality, because I have done it before, but... It's been a long time who presents to me showing up with his pants sagging off his ass I hate the whole pants sagging look I tell my sons all the time to pull their pants up um, it's it's <laughs> the backstory of where that came from is not at all a good story and I don't understand other than again hip-hop culture why that look became so popular but other generations will let you know that that came from jail and that that was to let people know which men were available for the other men to have sex with. Um, and then the youth just decided to make it something else. But at any rate, when you show up at my door, you better look like a grown man should who's going on a date. I assume you wouldn't go on any other date with your pants hanging off your ass. Maybe you would, but I'm not the type of girl who would have gone out with you under those circumstances. Coming in reeking a weed. I have no issues with weed. I don't smoke it, but everyone in my family other than me does. I used to, just not for me. I never quite got the feel from it that I wanted. I'm more of a wine and alcohol girl. I smoke the occasional cigarette. Um, so with that being said, I'm, I'm not opposed to whatever somebody's vice is, as long as they're not a junkie, but I just feel like you shouldn't assume everyone wants to smell you smelling like weed, especially on a first impression. But the most important part of it, um, I would prefer if possible you to be over 35 as far as the black men that I see, again, I don't do thugs. And again, I'm going to say that's not an absolute because like I'm saying about Baltimore, I've met some very mannerly thugs. I've met some very mannerly thugs. But I can tell you, for the most part, the majority of the time, if my perception of you is street dude or thug, 
I'm probably not going to want to spend time with you. And um, maybe in my personal life, in my youth, I would have wanted to. Because um, I always had a thing for a little bit of the bad boy, perhaps. But from a professional standpoint of who I think is going to be respectful, treat me well, and respect my boundaries, it's not going to be, in most cases, the street guy. Um, so... I guess overall, to sum up my black gentleman rules on my site, um, you have to be mature. And mature doesn't necessarily mean in numbers and age, but that makes me believe a little more that you might be. You have to screen off the top. Um, there can't be arguing and haggling about my rate. There can't be any perceived disrespect and you cannot talk to me any differently than you would talk to any other business professional professional that you come in contact with. Um, I just absolutely positively insist upon any black clients that I see being more upscale, being more mature, and not coming over high or drunk to see me. I won't allow those things. And I personally don't want to see the ones who speak to me in slang. I personally don't want to see any of them that give me a street vibe. Um, like I said, I've been shocked. I've seen guys can't come across <laughs> as white collar-ish as possible, speak with wonderful manners, come to the door, young ass black dude. And believe it or not, I'm pleasantly surprised when it happens. There's no feeling of, ugh, I wouldn't have seen him. No, I'm happy when I'm so pleasantly surprised like that, please surprise me more. Like, I, I wish more of that happened here in Atlanta. But usually what it sounds like is what you're going to get here. Um, you can be pleasantly surprised in Baltimore all the time. Um, but yeah, I don't have a no AA policy, but I do have very direct rules and checklists for the black clients I'm going to allow to spend time with me and me with them. I just want to go over it again because I need other girls to understand and I need especially the white and non-black girls and black girls who are accusing other companions of racism due to their choices that they're again are several reasons why the ad may say AA. One thing I didn't touch on was a lot of ladies who say they're indie work for agencies or have managers slash pimps, simps, whatever. And often those people at the head of the totem pole are black and they don't like the aggressiveness or they don't like the possibility that 
another black man could come in and steer their prized possession, their moneymaker away from them. They want to be the only black male that said companion is dealing with because it helps them keep the control. That is also a reason why you see that a lot. And I don't know if nobody's ever told y'all that, but I had somebody who's been in the game a long time tell me that that's why that's done. And I actually have come to understand and believe that that is probably exactly why it's done. My hair is tangled right there a lot in the South. Um, so there's a lot of reasons why that might be posted. The girl might not even have posted it herself. It might be her management person. Um, like I said, just trying to keep control that they know they may lose should another black male enter her universe. Um, but outside of that reason, most of it really, from every girl I've talked to about it, is either that or some of the non-people of color girls were sexually assaulted by a black man and it's triggering for them and so they won't deal with them anymore. On the flip of that, one of my closest best friends who appears Caucasian but she's actually Sicilian and Native American was assaulted by a white gentleman. She's retired now, but when she was in the industry, white gentlemen were triggering for her and they couldn't understand it because they looked at her and assumed that she was white too. So different people have different triggers and it doesn't make them racist. We gotta stop judging each other without knowing the whole story. Um, and the third reason is just what I spoke on for most of this. It is the way that the average black male client unless he's over the age of 45 and some of them can still be ignorant too. Some of them never grow up and grow up to be better. Um, a lot of it is how they speak to us, how they present themselves from first contact. And I'm sure a lot of these young ladies might have started off giving everyone a try. They might have originally seen black gentlemen I don't think y'all think about that. And then after a while, after a while, they became so jaded and so tired of the bullshit that the black men were coming through their phones and emails with that they decided to cut the whole situation out to make their work day easier. And you can't get mad at somebody for doing that. It's, you know, um, I don't think it's racism until you see that it's being done in an evil kind of way and that they are using racist terms when referring to the black gentleman or that all their interactions that you see online of them with any person of color, women of color and men of color is rude and off-putting. If you see that, then yeah, she probably is a racist. But if it's just that she's preferring not to see black male clients, I don't know that that's her being a racist, y'all. I mean, again, people have reasons for things. You don't know what those are. 
there was a young lady. I'm sure she's still on Twitter. She just doesn't come through my timeline as much anymore. Who, um, because of the way she kind of speaks with everyone, and because she said non-AA, and the way she said it on her site, I did ask her privately what her issue, if any, with black men was. Because in that case, it seemed to me like it might be genuine racism. Until she broke it down for me. And she explained that she had been raped by a black man she really trusted in a more non-sex work work setting. And that after that, that became a trigger for her. And whether I agree with that or not, whether whatever it is, it did give me a new insight into it. And I told her I respected that because we all deal with our traumas different. And I can I can respect her reasoning on that. Um, I'm not going to continue to ball bust her and explain to her, well, anybody can rape you and all this stuff that some of us say. Look, she should be able to work without feeling traumatized every time she works. She really should. And I'm going to respect her on that, just like I'm going to respect. I had problems at first when my Sicilian friend said she couldn't see white dudes because a lot of who I see is white, and we used to do doubles a lot together. And so in my head, well, A, we're missing out on money, but B, from my experience, because of how negative and rude black men have been, why are we turning down this other person's money? until she finally was forthcoming with me about her situation. In which case I had to understand that too, cause they're their literal same situation. Just, um, you know, just changes things. So I just wanted to like, let y'all know Instead of assuming that they're racist, why don't you do just like I did the girl? Why don't you ask? Um, and if they have a really good explanation for it, or if they've mentioned any of the reasons I even mentioned here, why not consider that? And to the black men who are listening, I'm not opposed to seeing you as long as you come at me correctly to me. You provide her that way. So, you know, yeah, just really, really do the best you can to be better. That's all for today. You can find me on Twitter at SSPodcast1. Take care.